what am I supposed to do now? You know, that's what I get the most often. Like, what do I do now? I'm like, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out because energetically you are here for a divine purpose. And once we find that alignment, that little turn of the dial, your life just transforms. And I want to see that in every single soul that I can. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that. And so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey, speaking to ordinary women, doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. People, today, I have the honor and the privilege, and pinch me now, I have a woman who said, yes, I would love to be on your podcast. I can't even believe it. Michelle J. Lamont. And if you haven't heard of her, she's one of those people that can understand and help you with your own energy and your own involvement. She is a manifestation and abundance coach and a guide, and she helps you align you with your highest and best self personally, professionally, and spiritually, which by the way, is what we're trying to get to in our second win that let all the layers peel to go jump in with both feet. And that's what we're working with. And Michelle, I am just star. I, I don't even know what I am. I'm just so excited that you're here. So thank you so much for agreeing to take time out of your busy schedule to be here on Second Wind, the podcast. I'm absolutely honored and so excited to connect with you and the audience and everything. Bring all the energy, all the stories, all everything. Let's do this. Bring it. Okay. <laughs> she, she is she is a ball of energy, people. So hold on, buckle up. Here we go. So I'm going to start like I always do. Michelle, can you tell us about that time in your life when you knew you had to shift, there was an aha moment. There was that thing that put you on your path to where you are now. Well, I'm sure people want to hear some happy, pretty story um, about, all right, this is when it happened. And I knew it was for me. Um, for me, it was after I filed from divorcing the very first person that was my ever first boyfriend and being in a very emotionally abusive um, and very destructive relationship, marriage. And when I finally had the courage to walk away from this situation, um, it was very clear to me that there was just nothing left of me. And mm. because there was nothing left of me, I thought I had nothing left to give. So I decided that I would commit suicide. Now, this might sound like, how is this your aha moment? Um, I had been a very successful entrepreneur, not once, not twice, starting my first business with like $250, literally a car that went into first, third and reverse, 
the sunroof didn't even close when it rained. I had to pull backwards and let the rain fall on me and bring change of clothes oh to meeting. And because, you know, I grew up in an orphanage. Um, I've been homeless since I was 10, but I still got myself to college and all those things. And um, I built that business within five years, doing a million dollars in sales with five locations and 60 employees. Then after I built that, I closed it and started a PR agency because I was constantly booked on. Okay. Okay. Um, I was getting booked on TV segments all the time. So I started the universe, just made sure I understood the in, in and outs of TV. And once I did that, um, I really had a mastery of it. And I just studied how to write press releases and did the certifications that I needed and became a publicist. And within 45 days, um, I was working with Bravo. I was on red carpets in LA and New York and um, just really the universe was always guiding me, but as successful as I was as a publicist, as an entrepreneur, I was in a marriage that the person was very insecure and he was a narcissist and I was an empath. And so we're like, you know, flies to honey or whatever the saying is. Um, it was a very destructive relationship. And so when I finally was brave enough to walk away. Like I said, I felt like my dad didn't want me. I couldn't make it with this man. Um, there was nothing left of me. And I really felt like, why should I be here? Why should I take up space? So I went to a therapist and the therapist prescribed me prescription drugs of, you know, Xanax and Adderall and um, Ambien to go to sleep. So I collected all the pills up. And I decided on my death day and um, got the masking tape. I, I researched how people fail at suicide because I don't like to fail at anything. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be here and um, got my plastic, my clear plastic bag. I had my, my, I had put Baybell cheeses full of the Ambien's and the uh, Xanaxes didn't eat for two days before. So it'd get right into my bloodstream. So I would successfully die. And, um, as I did my third Baybell and was about to get weary, it put the duct tape on my mouth and slid the bag over my head. And as I slid the bag over my head, one by one in the middle of the night, my dogs just came out and tallest to largest in a row and sat there and stared at me. And I realized I can't, I can't leave them. I can't, I can't do this to them. And from that moment on, I said, all right, God, um, I don't know what the hell is going on, <sighs> but you obviously are not ready for me to die. So I'm going to start over and I'm going to literally unfuck myself and start over and pretend like I'm a baby. And I studied all the different religions. And then I went back to school for mindfulness, cognitive therapy. So I could understand the psychology of why people choose things or don't choose things. I'd always had this intense intuition and, you know, somewhat clairvoyancy about my energy work. And I think that's why I was so successful at everything I did from getting to college, starting my first business to getting on TV, um, to becoming a publicist, you know, I went from selling dog biscuits to red carpets, um, mm -hmm. in 45 days and, and I was still 
couldn't say no to somebody who consistently um, belittled me, besmirched me, um, made fun of me to my own clients and staff. And I wrote his paycheck his entire life. Um, so I really just felt like if I gave all of that and there was nothing for me, why should I go on? Mm -hmm. But the universe was like, no, we have a bigger calling for you. That's why we're doing with the dogs. And so I wrote down on these chalkboards, um, what I wanted in life. And I said, I didn't want to work the way I was working. Um, I wanted mailbox money. I wanted to, um, be free to help others to evolve and to really use my natural gifts and talents and that I would just be enough as me. You know, I'd never been enough. I always had to be something else or present something. So, um, little by little through education and studying. And I went to like clerics, I went to temples, I went to mosques, I went to churches, I went to synagogues, uh, asking all these religious leaders questions about spirituality and manifestation. And it seemed like the overwhelming consensus was that everybody in all of their religious texts had some form of manifestation. And in the Bible, there's apparently over 250 different verses on manifestation itself. So I realized that this is something that a small percentage of the population really understood. And I had to test it out for myself. And so I said, all right, here's what I want and make it appear. Just make it appear. And within a year, um, I was making six figures and not leaving my house um, way before COVID traveling for free around the United States, um, California all the time, you know, all these beautiful, only beach coast locations, just like I wrote down on my manifestation board. And as I evolved and grew, my friends were like, what are you doing? Like, first of all, why do you look so good? Did you get a facelift? I'm like, no, I've literally started aging backwards. I started this practice what, and I'm going to tell you what I do. And, and then they were like, well, we'll pay you to help us. I'm like, all right, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, cause my friends know how dedicated I am to things and that, you know, your success is my success. Right. Um, I can't, I can't help. If I don't help you, then you're not going to recommend me the 10 friends you have who would also exactly. work. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't take on clients that I don't believe in. And, um, cause I know the universe is going to bring me everything that I need. And after su surviving that night and the dogs coming out one by one in the middle of the night and just staring at me and me taking the bag off my head and then the masking tape and calling a friend, I need to go to the ER and throw this up. Um, I said, okay, this is it. I'm never doing this again. And I'm just going to let it be the universe. God decides when this D day will be here and moving forward. I'm just going to be an open channel. And um, that's pretty much my aha moment. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had that here yet on the <laughs> podcast. But, you know, I love that we can. And I love that you were unsuccessful. Because just in our conversation the other day, and then a few texts back and forth, I've just been so excited to talk to you. Uh, side note, you were asking me my, my number 
my charting number and I, you told me how to find it. And I sent it off in my little family group text and everybody sent back their number and it was just, they're like, Oh, this is so cool. And it just, you know, all ages. And I feel like you and people like you and the people I'm bringing onto this podcast are sharing so much information that's out there and been out there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And just because we're in our society, in our, in our reality that we're in now, we just never knew about it. And we need people like you to open, open us up, take the blinders off. Well, you know, it's it's really, yeah, it's really shocking to me how incredibly powerful we are. Mm. And once we turn on our angel machine, once we open up that vortex of abundance, how we can literally just call things out into the universe, let go of them once we understand how to do it, right? Once we, when, once we have that channel open and we almost laugh, we're like, let me see how this is going to come. <laughs> right? let's see, like, let's see what's going to, you know, I wanted this, but I'm not going to put any limits on it as well. So, um, you know, the other day I, I was talking about, I was on a, on a clubhouse and I was moderating a room for manifestation and somebody stepped up and they were like, how do I manifest $5,000 a month in new business? And I started okay, laughing. That's a good question. And you laughed at them? Oh. Yeah. So I laughed at it and she was like, what's so funny? And I said, well, why do you want to limit yourself? Oh, Yes. I'm like, what do you want with that money? What does the money represent? Because it's if if you look at lottery winners, right? And statistically, 90% of lottery lottery winners lose all their money. Doesn't matter how much they have. Right. And the reason is because they were energetically still broke. Mm. And so when you live in that energy of lack and of unworthiness, like somehow I got lucky, I got this then you're insulting God and the universe and all the divine light that's here because there is no such thing as luck. Luck is for losers. No such thing as luck. Okay. You're either blessed or you're asleep. And so for me, I say, let's turn on that abundance light inside of you. And you can be a light out into the solar system, onto every galaxy, into every universe and says, this one's awake. This one's manifesting magic. This one wants to feel better, look better, be better, be only around awesome people, spend a life filled with joy and laughter and happiness. And I realized after my suicide attempt, I don't really know that I've had ever had one happy day in my life. Oh my gosh. Um, I couldn't really recall them. You know, I think probably the most joy I ever had was like with my dogs or Maybe the one time I was on CNN with Barack Obama, that was pretty cool. Um, but it was more like trophies than actual mm-hmm. like in, internal joy. I can tell you, like I could spend all day just looking at my dogs and they're, I've never felt that kind of joy because I just radiate joy. I radiate happiness and um, it's very, it's very difficult for people to understand what it's like on this side, um, because you're, you're built into such a limiting mentality through your environment, through your education, through the people that you're surrounded by the, the way you eat, the way you drink, the, what you listen to, what you watch, what you wear, 
Mm -hmm. um, and what you say to yourself and what you say to yourself internally that nobody else knows that you're saying, you know, like you're looking at somebody and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, she's so pretty. I'm so ugly. And, or you're saying like, why are they so successful? And I'm a bum. I'm going to pretend I'm going to whip out my credit card and mm -hmm. pay for this dinner. And I can't really afford it. You know? So we put on all these, I don't know, we connect and align with all this low vibrational energy. And then we expect our life to be high vibrational and we're all lying. We're all just lying. And right. so, you know, I teach you to just live in your truth because the truth is going to be unbelievable. You're not going to believe it. You're going to be thinking like, I, I, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast yet, but when I was really in the manifestation groove and I had done it for my brother, I had done it for some people. I was get building up my case studies of what a phenomenal coach I was. I thought I was losing my mind. So I was like, you I thought I'm you not... were losing your mind. Yeah. Why? I was, like, I was like, there's no way I just saw five apples in one day. You know, there's no way 11, 11 is appearing everywhere. So, um, one of my former PR clients owned half this hospital here in Dallas. So I went to him and I was like, Dr. Edelglass, um, I think I have a brain tumor. I think I'm imagining things. And seriously, um, yeah, yeah. I completely thought I was. I just couldn't believe my life was happening the way it was. I'm like, I'm in a coma, aren't I? Like, this isn't <laughs> real. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, well, do you want to get a brain scan? Like, I can give it to you for like 50 bucks downstairs he owns the hospital. I was like, yeah, I want to get an MRI. So he, he scans my brain and the neurologist comes out after. And he was like, um, Hey, Michelle, like, yeah, what are you doing? And I was like, what? He goes, can I ask what your day, day, day to day practices are? I said, well, I meditate for about an hour a day, sometimes two hours. I spend time in nature. Um, I don't wear shoes. I'm a vegetarian. Um, I pray and I connect with my energy. Why? And he's like, well, um, the frontal and middle cortex of your brain is significantly lit up. And I go, am I a genius? Am I Einstein? He's like, tap the brakes there, sweetheart. <laughs> but it's not a part of the brain that you normally see light up. And that's why as a neurologist, I'm curious. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Aha. Okay. So I realized, aha, I have really tapped into something special. And now because I had so much abundance in my life for the first time where somebody isn't criticizing me 24 seven, um, people actually like to be around me. They don't need to be around me. Um, they don't need my connections. They don't need my contacts. They don't need my, my network. These are people that have no idea I was ever a publicist. You know, they just like me, you know, my yeah. energy gives it off that I had to teach this to people. And, um, at this time last year, I was set up to do a six city road trip. Right. And, um, you, have, you said you had a motorhome donated to you. Like I somebody sponsor sponsor? It. Yeah. yeah, I totally want that. Okay. Keep going. I'll manifest that in a minute. Okay. Keep going. Shh. So, um, I, you know, it was like the week of COVID, right. And I had a six city speaking tour 
I had interviews set up in all these different cities and a sponsor for my RV. And me and my dog, we're going to go to these cities and try to get 6,000 people to meditate on peace. And one of the sponsors wanted me to do a podcast. And I was like, I'm an on stage, on camera kind of chick. I am not going to get behind a microphone and hide. And that's what I thought of it. Like, I thought there are people in a closet talking about gaming. You know, I didn't right. know. Yeah, I didn't really know. And um, it got canceled because of COVID. But the podcast was going to be called the Pop Tour, the podcast on peace, because I wanted to bring peace to these cities that had experienced a lot of gun violence and just try to heal the earth in whatever way I could. Um, well, Michelle, let me interject real quick, because I don't know if everybody knows this, but from what I understand from TM training that I've been doing is that if you get enough people doing, you know, a mantra together with the sit, you raise the energy level and the vibration of that whole area. Correct. Mm -hmm. And that was the idea of doing the tour is to raise the vibrational energy of everyone around. Yeah. So I'd studied the Maharashi effect. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. So I'd studied the Maharashi effect and I was so taken by that. And I was like, maybe you should say what it is for our listeners, just in case. I'm sorry. Okay. So no, no worries. So the Maharashi was a guru out of India. He was trained in England and in the United States, Ivy league, both, both countries. And he was a physicist and he found that your energy can be measured and it can be quantified. Mm -hmm. So he, he said, well, if I get enough, very high spiritual people, like ministers and clerics and monks and um, religious leaders to meditate on peace. I want to see if I could lower the crime statistics in six major cities. And so for for six weeks, these um, religious leaders in six different cities meditated for five hours a day and no fanfare. There was no additional police hired or security or anything like that. And um, after the six weeks, every single city, the crime was reduced from 12 to 29%. And they even took the statistics from years past during that same time period. And there was no correlation to that. So the Maharashi then published his study and created the Maharashi Institute in India, where almost every world leader has gone to study. And yeah, so I was like, I'm going to do my own Maharashi, but it's going to be Michelle Harashi. (laughs) This is so awesome, though. I love that. I'm I'm going to just go do this because I want to do this. Yes, because at the end of the tour, I was scheduled to go to Tonga, um, I don't know if you know where Tonga is. It's mm-hmm. right outside of, it's like a 27 aisle cha- uh, ch- channel Island in Fiji, right outside of Fiji. And, um, 90% of the whales go there to give birth huh. be- between August and November. <laughs> so you, they don't just accept tourists. You have to uh, apply because they are very environmentally friendly. So after the tour, I was supposed to be going to Tonga to swim with my whales for two weeks. <laughs> so wire house, stop it. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Time I try to film um, <laughs> so um, when COVID hit, 
I obviously was not going to be going on any tour. The RV got canceled. Um, Yeah. And I had a marketing team. We had, we've gotten drones to show the videos of the people meditating going and then me going in and out of the freeway in my RV. And um, I just couldn't believe it. I've been training at the Olympic pool in my community. Um, You know, everybody there is like, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, I'm training to go swim with whales. What about you? (laughs) Not so much. Yeah. Like, how old are you? I'm like, probably too old, but I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, because that didn't happen, um, I started doing these, like, I couldn't speak anywhere. I couldn't help anybody. So I started creating these little videos on Monday called manifestation Monday with Michelle J. Lamont. And, um, then through on, on one day I had three different people reach out to me to do PR for them. And, um, the third person was so emotionally impacted by me refusing to do PR and me helping her help people in her own community. She was like, let's meet next week for drinks on the patio. I'm like, are we, can we, because like people are dying everywhere. And she's like, no, the the patio is safe. The patio is safe. So we go to the patio and I think it was like August and um, now, and she said, you know, Michelle, you changed my life. I, I, I don't know if I'll ever be the same. I don't want to be famous. I really just want to help people. And I want to use my gifts and talents and decorating and, and, and beauty and help these young girls. Like you said, um, I think you should teach this to people. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, I was in Vegas for the, she works with a TV network. She's on a reality show. And she said there was this room and there was this chick it wasn't like the main stage, but it was this other room and she was there and, and she's called the queen of podcasting. And we, uh, I think that we should call her and you should start your podcast with her. And I really still didn't want to do it. Right. Um, you know, and I spoke with the person and after nine minutes, she was like, okay, I'll give me 10 minutes of your stuff. And at like nine fifty something, I stopped and she was like, okay, what's the rest of the story? I said, you're going to have to tune in and find out. Tune in. And- <laughs> and so she was like, let's start your podcast. When do you want to start? And I was like, October 1st, because I need to get photography for collateral. I'm already coaching people. So I have to make sure that, you know, my schedule is set up correctly because um, I've made commitments to these people. And on October 1st, 2020, Manifesting Miracles, Michelle J. Lamont launched. And um we're at 10,000 subscribers and downloads and growing and growing. So um, energetically, I know that every time I hit record, I am pulling in from the universe, everybody that needs a change in their life, everybody that is feeling as isolated or alone or afraid or um lost as i was and you know the majority of some of the clients are like 19 and 20 and then some of them are 70 
So I, I just say every single day you're here, you have an opportunity to evolve and grow and align yourself with your highest and your best self. And so I, I eliminated all the practices and modalities that I thought were just bullshit that people you know, do this to manifest. And then I would check it out and I'm like, Oh, it's a marketing ploy. Um, because for me, if it is not hundred percent authentic, if I'm not doing it, if it doesn't work for me, I'm not going to teach it to you. I'm not going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And my whole life I put on a persona, right. Um, trying to be perfect, trying to be, um, clever or not clever, or quiet or loud. And I was never honest. Right. And I, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm in the third quarter of this, of this game called life. So if I'm in the third quarter, I need to make sure that I either do it absolutely in the most honest way possible, or I'm going to end up by another pool with another bag over my head. Oh my gosh. With another stomach full of pills. So I said, I'm going to do this podcast as if I was talking to God and I'm just going to be brutally honest all the time. And you do, you do. And I was telling you, I, I started listening to your podcast. I don't even know how you showed up on my phone and a side note, you don't have to be someone who's contemplating suicide or someone who's got a really bad scenario going down in your life no. or anything. Like for me, it was like you popped up into my radar because I'm still trying to figure out how, where to go with the podcast. What's coming next? How can I help more people? Um, what, where does, how does this look? Right. And how do I, how do I get my husband to slow down at the restaurants and stuff like that? And it could be anything. It could be, you know, my kids are leaving the house. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of empty wow. nests. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so what do I do now? Yeah, your podcast is great for all of that. You hit Everybody. on everything. But but I binged it and I went back and I started binging. And I know as a podcast person, it doesn't count for your you actually probably have a lot more listeners and downloads than you know, because as you were telling me, people always tell you, Oh yeah, I got on, I found you, and then I binge listened in one day. I listened to 10 episodes when really you could have gotten 10 separate little <laughs> downloads. So I bet you you're more like a hundred times more than that. <laughs> um, but your story is, is so genuine. Um, and people really to get the full effect, I totally recommend you go and listen to Michelle's podcast and start at one and then go to two episode one and then episode two, and then go from there, wherever you like. But your story, you had a, a wonderful upbringing until you were what, nine? Um, until I was 10, it was really incredible. Um, my mother's a first generation American and my dad is actually a part of the, I'm a DAR. Do you know what that is? No. Um, Daughters of the American Revolution. So oh, cool. I don't think I've talked about this, but um, on my dad's side, we're a direct descendant of William Williams who signed the constitution and his third cousin, Betsy Ross, who made the flag. Wow. And, That's pretty cool. Right. And on my mother's side, I'm a first generation American. My brothers were born in Columbia and my mom learned English on Sesame street. Um, so, yeah. 
so the worlds collided, right? Yeah. And um, I find it to be incredibly a huge honor to serve people through the podcast and coach people. And when people take my courses and they tell me, I'm, I'm like one lady that just took one of my courses, she was filing for divorce. They were living in separate rooms, um, ripping her kids apart. And she took my course alignment exposed. And at week three, she's like, can I have a one-on-one -on -one session? Can I have a one-on-one -on -one session? I was like, sure. So we did the one-on-one -on -one session. She was just bawling. She goes, I, I, I realized it was me. I realized I was holding on to so many things and I was taking it out on my marriage and I almost destroyed my family. You changed my life. And I, I, I hear these stories all the time about how they I've changed their lives. And I think, Oh my God, if I had gone into the pool, you wouldn't have been able to help these people. You were yeah. here to do that. You were here to do that. And you became that person much like, um, Oh, I can't think of the author's name. Um, ah, Wayne Dyer. Yes, doctor. Yeah, I was listening. I listened. I binged him yesterday for eight hours. You ended up growing up in a orphanage mm -hmm. in Waco, Texas. Your father, your mom had died. So my mom was diagnosed with undifferentiated lymphomic cancer. Um, if you've ever seen Terms of Endearment, same cancer. Okay. And within 90 days, she died. Uh, mm -hmm. It was on July 4th, we were at MD Anderson and there was five of us. And so it was Jacques, Michelle, William, David, and Lorraine. And we were sitting on her bed there and she was like a bag of bones. Mm -hmm. And the fireworks were going off. And wow. she died on July 17th. So she looked at us and she was like, me, 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 mijos, you know, like children. Look at that. Look at that in Spanish, I'll say it in English. And she said, um, only in America would they care enough about the sick patients to make sure they could see fireworks. If, if you can't make it in this country, you don't deserve to be here. Wow. And that's who she was. Yeah. And, you know, she died a couple, you know, 13 days later and my birthday's in October. So I would never celebrate another holiday, birthday, um, experience any kind of family relationship after she died. Uh, school started in August and sometime after that, I don't know specifically when, but my dad picked me up from school and said that I had to go take a test. And I drove down three hours, kept stopping at all these Dairy Queens and getting me ice cream. And I was like, enough ice cream, you know, I'm sick of the ice cream. Oh, it's guilt. Ah. it's guilt. And I go to the school and it was just an assessment test. Um, but here I am, skipped a grade, uh, already in accelerated classes. And um, I'm like, are you sure this is the right test? And they were like, yeah. And I said, did I win the award? And I look, it was a two-story building. And I look down and I see my dad, my dad, I, probably the reason I'll never drive a Mercedes so my dad had a Mercedes and they were really loud at that time. And I looked down and I see him on the street and he opened up the trunk. And I remember just like focusing in on the emblem and I see him taking trash bags out and he leaves them there, gets in the car and drives off. And I see him driving off and I look at the lady and I was like, 
did I win the award? And she was like, yes, your award. And I was like, oh, what did I win? Your award, not award. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what did I win? And she was like, what are you talking about? And I said, you said I won an award. She goes, no, your award. And I said, what's award? And she said, you don't have parents. The state of Texas is your parents. And I said, no, no, my mom only died. Right. I have, right. I have, I have a dad. She said, no, you don't. He, he gave you away. Oh um, the state of Texas is your parents. The state of Texas decides if you go to the hospital, the state of Texas decides anything. She goes, so I suggest you shut up. <sighs> and yeah. And she goes, I don't want any back talk. And if you think you're going to get away with stuff because you're cute, you're wrong. And it was, I'd never been yelled at, you know, I'd never been, I'd never, I'd never understood anything but love. And so it was soul crushing Yeah. to lose my mom, then to lose my, find out my dad didn't want me. And then he kept my sister and my other brothers. So it was very hard to reconcile. Like, what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like what, what's wrong with me? So I just decided that I had to live my mom's dreams for her and do everything I could to become a proud American. And yeah, you excelled at everything you tried. Is that right? Yeah, but that's because I'm a life path nine sister. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but at, at 11 years old, you don't know you're a life path nine. You're just like, I'm going to get out there. And that's what Dr. Dyer did. He was in an orphanage as well. And he's like, yeah, I made sure that all the new kids felt welcomed. I was the ambassador. I, he also was, was well-versed and made sure his education was way out and above the rest. Just like, and he's also a life path nine. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Okay. And my dog is named Wayne after Dr. Wayne Dyer. Unbelievable. Well, not unbelievable. Of course it is. Okay. All right. So you get yourself, you get yourself out of this situation and get yourself a scholarship to college, which is incredible in and of itself. Like the story could end there because that's awesome. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And you go to college and you study what? Business. Business. Okay. And then you say in your podcast, the first guy that paid attention to you is who you married. And he yeah. ended up being not, not the, the best thing ever for you. No. Um, no. you know, it, the first three or four years, it was like magic. Right. And then they got you hooked and <laughs> then it's like, wow, she won't ever stop. She's the hardest working woman. Like she doesn't want to be some trophy wife. I don't even have to work. I just have to follow her lead. Oh and you know, I was like a bull in a China closet. I was like, there's no way I'm failing. There is absolutely no way I'm failing. So I, you know, I was on a collision course with disaster. Um, and then, um, after I was quite successful with, um, Foxy paws, my retail stores, I got pregnant and had a miscarriage. And then I was like, wait a second, even though I really never wanted children, the fact that I lost it and I don't lose, I set out to be the winner. And, um, I set out to, um, become pregnant and spent 
quite a lot of bit of money. I think it was like Mm $50,000, $60,000 had surgeries after surgery. Um, I got pregnant, miscarried, pregnant, miscarried. Then I had to have surgery and have a C-section, no baby. And then I needed one more IVF treatment, traded IVF for PR. It wasn't even a publicist, but I had been written up so many times as a successful entrepreneur that I knew all the editors. So I was like, Hey, I got this great idea for a story and they took it. And so the, um, fertility doctor traded me my drugs for that. And he was like, you're probably going to get cervical cancer. (laughs) You've done it. You've done it so many times. And I was like, no, I'm not going to die of cancer. That's my mom's path, not mine. And, um, no baby. Um, then I started my agency Lamont PR and, um, within, instead of five years, it took me 45 days to become successful. And, you know, people will say, how could you do so much and then live in that relationship? Well, unless you've been in an abusive relationship where somebody takes and knows that you have such deep pain and knows how to manipulate you. And unless you've been in a toxic relationship with a narcissist, you don't understand what it's like. So everything I did, I did to try to make them happy. You know, Mm -hmm. we need more money. Okay. I'll get more clients. You know, we need more success. Okay. Okay. I'll get us more press. Um, but I, it came to a point where he genuinely hated me. And I remember before I filed for divorce and not the catalyst, but he was like, um, Michelle, I'm running out of ways of torturing you without hitting you. Mm. And I still didn't want a divorce. Um, So we got married on my birthday. We met on my birthday. And 20 years later, I filed for divorce on my birthday. Wow. There was one thing you told me, and I don't know if you talked about it on the, on the podcast, but didn't he have contracts with you about your weight and make you weigh yourself? Yeah. So when you run out of ways, yeah, when you run out of ways of torturing somebody, you just look for anything that makes them feel bad about themselves. So he decided that I was too fat one day, just decided. So he was like, I'm not going to have sex with you anymore because you're too fat. And I mean, I was never like, I'm probably the fattest I've ever been right now. And I'm a size 12. Right. So we're not talking and, and, and that did, it didn't matter. It didn't, that wasn't the point. It was could have been a size six. He would have still. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, I'm happiest now. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, in this size, like I keep trying to say, I'm going to work out, but then I'm like, nah, I like food too much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not torturing myself. I did that. I weighed all my food. I did all that. Um, I'm just going to manifest a man who likes a curvy Colombian, honey. There you go. There you go. And, um, and so, yeah, he, he made me, uh, he made a weight loss, a, a contract and I had to weigh myself. And if I weighed too much, we wouldn't have sex for two months. Um, and I thought it was normal. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, everybody is enduring something. Everybody's going through something. Um, I don't think that I'm unique in any way. I just think that energetically I was able to handle all of this because the ultimate goal was for me to launch manifesting miracles podcast and open up this vortex of abundance. And no matter what your story is, I can relate. 
And I see myself and everybody that I meet and I see their pain and I see their frustration. I see their like, what am I supposed to do now? You know, that's what I get the most often. Like, what do I do now? I'm like, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out because energetically you are here for a divine purpose. And once we find that alignment, that little turn of the dial, your life just transforms. And I want to see that in every single soul that I can. And so I tell people to share the podcast because I can't be everywhere or meet everyone, nor do I have a desire to conquer the world. But if I turn one person on, what are they going to do? They're going to turn on everybody in their house. They're going to send, send it to all their friends. Like you did with everybody in your family. What's your life path number. Mm -hmm. And so now all these people get turned on. And when they light up now, they're in your home city, driving down the road, nicer, interacting with their life, better loving themselves more. And they're spreading their light and their energy in places I'll never know about. Mm -hmm. And so energetically, I see that I'm here to help you turn that on. So you can then turn it on in your universe, in your solar system, in your galaxy, because you're the universe of your world, right? And, and don't worry, you and I are going to work together. We'll make it happen. <laughs> the goose, these are the goosebump things, you know, cause it's so true. Um, just in the little tiny bit of meditation I've been doing since I had Elaine Pomfrey on the, on the show, cause I sign up with everything and everybody. And, um, <laughs> and when I, when I go ahead and I do it, cause you're supposed to do it in the morning and at night. And when I do it in the morning consecutively, like, I'm driving and nothing bothers me and everybody's great. And I talk to complete strangers and I compliment people out of nowhere. I don't even know. And it's not that I wouldn't have done that stuff before. It's just, it feels so right and good to do it. It's crazy. Um, and I think that you bring that out in people once you teach them how to turn that on, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. I agree 100% because so many people are living in this other vibrational energy and they don't realize how trapped and blocked they are. Mm -hmm. And then once you start to open up that frequency where you're like, you know what I did this morning? I meditated. <laughs> I, like how bad can life be if you meditated today, you know? Right. And so you keep switching and switching and switching and switching. And then you're like, I really can do anything. I, my life is an abundant, beautiful story. And there's so much left to experience. And there's so much left to see and do and manifest into my reality. And I think manifestation is really, um, meditation, manifestation go hand in hand. And so if you're a good meditator, you're going to be a phenomenal manifester. <laughs> okay. And for those who don't know how to meditate or never have, or think they can't, it's, it is quite possible. To so whenever somebody asked me that as a, like when I was doing mindfulness teaching and I'll go do mindfulness classes, teaching classes, everybody thinks you have to sit there and be quiet. <laughs> and yes, you do, but no, you don't. So one of the things that I always tell people in the beginning is just go to YouTube, find a guided meditation for going to sleep, put it on your TV, let you and your significant other 
fall asleep in a higher vibrational plane because when we sleep, our subconscious mind is more active. So if you're listening to this guided meditation as you're sleeping, what happens? Your endorphins change, mm-hmm. your brain changes, your brain waves changes, and then you're more open in the morning to do another guided meditation. And so until you're done with your guided meditation situations, then you can just sit quietly. And then as you become even more evolved as a manifester or a meditator, you go to public, like one of the tools that we had to do, one of the tests we had to do in our class was go to a mall or a public place and meditate for 20 minutes in public. Hmm. So we could learn to quiet our mind in every situation. Because everything we need, we're born with. It's inside of us. It's not outside. Uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer tells a great story about, he says, you know, here's the thing about meditation. Let's say I lost my keys. And I first started looking for my keys inside my house and it was a dark room. Then I see that there was a light outside the street. So I go outside in the street to look for my keys. And my neighbor comes out and he's like, Wayne, what are you doing? Oh, I lost my keys. Well, I'll help you find it. So looking around, looking around, he's like, where do you think you lost him? He's like, I don't know. I was inside my house and I couldn't find him. He's like, well, what are you doing out here looking for your keys? And he paralleled this to why are you looking outside of yourself for the solutions when you Uh yourself are the solution? And until you can resonate with quieting your mind, how can you then hear all the things that your higher self, your angels, your guides, and God is trying to align for you and and make sure that you have everything that you need. You can tune into it. A lot of people ask me, how do I know that my guides are talking to me if that's just not the voice in my head? Oh yeah. That's a really good question. Well, it's pretty simple. Your guides, are always saying yes. They're always believing in you. They always say, call Michelle, do this. You can do it. And our amygdala, right? The, the repeat, 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 fight, flight, fear, fornicate, all the freezes of the seven amygdala triggers, which is from our caveman DNA. It says, protect yourself. Be small. Don't do this. Don't go there. You're not worthy. It's not going to work out. And the higher self, the guides are like, you have no idea how awesome life will be. You want to meet Oprah? Let's do that. You want to not, you want to not work and get paid? Let's do that. You want to start a podcast and have thousands of people all around the globe listening to you, healing, being energetically aligned for their life? Let's do that. You want to change people's marriages? Let's do that. You want to give people hope? Let's do that. Or you can sit over here and say, where's the duct tape? And how do I kill myself? Wow. That's huge. And you did that too. Um, For those who haven't listened yet, it's a really cool story how she met Oprah when she wasn't supposed to meet Oprah, but she said she was put it on your board, right? That you were going to meet Oprah. And, you know, it was like, situation brought on another situation brought on another situation brought somebody sitting on a bench and you went and helped them when you really didn't want to you didn't want to be where you were and the person who made you go there ended up being there when they weren't supposed to be there and then all of a sudden you're like oh, i have to go talk to this lady because 
your conscious subconscious saying, go talk to her. And you're like, I don't want to, but you did. And it just turned out that that brought you where you needed to be. And it was always the plan, just like it's the plan for you. And so I have every a question. Mm -hmm. um, I was talking to my very um, wonderful aunt today. And I asked her a couple of questions. She's all knowing. She's one of those people that you just know has spirit guides all around her at all times. Right. Now that I can feel it. And what's and her life path number? Oh, I don't know, but I'll find out. Okay. Go ahead. I forgot to ask. I'm sorry. Not I got good. her emotional while she was talking. I didn't want to ask her. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I said, I said something about you and what I was doing in the podcast and how I want to maybe go around in a motorhome. <laughs> it's so funny that you said it. And write a book asking various people about life and death, their thoughts on the two parallels. Yeah. And she said, well, I think that um, when we come to this earth and we are here, the plan is already there. Mm -hmm. I was like, Ooh, I'm going to ask Michelle what she thinks about that. So if the plan's already there. Is it there when we reach our highest self and that we're listening and we're paying attention? Do we, do we alter that plan by doing that? What, what do you think about that? Yeah. So I think that we have free will, right? And the, before we decide to incarnate on earth, we can wait it out hundreds of years for the right timeline for the right situation because time is linear and it doesn't really count mm -hmm. so when we come here we forget everything but we have like a, a knowing of certain things you know like oh i'm just naturally good at math or i'm naturally good at writing or i'm a great storyteller or i'm an excellent athlete right so there's this little thing that says mm, maybe this maybe this okay. but then we allow all of the low vibrations of the situations deciding right or left situations, right? Well, if you had chosen this one, the path would have gone here. If you had chosen this one, the path would have gone here. Mm -hmm. So once you're in alignment with that energy, there's just this like flood of opportunities that happen because you're finally on your path. And when you're in the wrong energy, it seems like everything is a resistance. Whatever you try to get, you have to work really hard for whatever you try to do. It never seems to come easily. Um, you'll get it just like I got stuff, but then I had, I lost them. Right. And then I had to get work really hard to get 20 more clients and 20 more clients and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you have, you come here with a purpose. You come here with a reason. And it's always protected. You have the free will to decide as a human in this incarnate, do you recall this or do you ignore it and go on to your ego-driven existence? So once you're in alignment, you almost just think, like I said earlier, like you're in a coma and you're dreaming it because how could life be so different in such a short time. Hmm. And so for me, I felt it was very selfish of me to just be living this awesome life and not teaching it and not helping others and not telling people about it. And then when the alignment happened with the Jessica and the podcast, um, my life changed forever. And I'm, so thankful that I didn't give up and that I 
my, my higher self took over and the path that I'm on now, I can't even imagine what life is going to be like now. Like every day I'm like, what's going to happen today? In the present moment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because well, you know, there isn't really the past and there really isn't the future. It's yeah, all the past is just a memory. Mm -hmm. It's like I, when people talk about the past, I'm like, yeah, but you can't become a teenager again. Right. The body you're in right now is the body you're in. So you have to be where you are currently. And, you know, Buddhist is not a religion, but in, when I went and would do the silent meditations at the monks with the monks at the, um, temple in downtown Dallas, um, they said, Michelle, Buddhist says suffering is living in a moment that has already passed or worrying about a moment that has yet to occur. And when you're living in this second, in this moment, right here, right now, everything in the universe is pulling you into this moment or you're half in half here and half there. Like mm. right now, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner or um, who, who I'm talking to next or, you know, what I've missed on social media. The only thing that matters to me is you. So you're and right all, in that moment. Yeah. And all my energy is being poured into you in this moment. And everyone listening, I'm sending my energy to them. Mm -hmm. And so in this moment in time, we're all one because we're here right now. And when we're not here right now is when all the chaos happens. How can you really be in alignment for your highest self when you're never actually here? Oh, wow. Yeah. If you're, if you're always worried about the future and you're always feeling the past. Yeah. How can you be in alignment? Well, because you're always coming, every decision, every word, everything that's coming out of you is coming from pain or from frustration or disillusionment or, um, disempowerment or confusion, as opposed to like, at this moment in time, I'm safe. Right. I'm having a lovely conversation with a beautiful woman. I'm, um, hopefully energetically helping somebody right now. Yeah. And I'm the case study for them to say, well, why not me? And mm -hmm. why not you? You know, why not you? Why, why not? not you? Why not you? I mean, do you think that the universe says, "Ah, oh, no, we're only going to pick six people. <laughs> you know, you didn't win the lottery. Like you're just going to be down there and, you know, screw it. Right. Uh, you know, that's not the truth. But if you want to live in that reality, they're going to show you that reality. So Michelle, can we ask you a question real quick? I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I mean, I, you know, I could talk to you forever. It was like all I could do to hold back from texting you all night long, like a little school child. <laughs> um, but can you take us through someone, what it would look like for someone who say is listening to the podcast right now and says, I am so interested in, in what Michelle has to say, and I'm going to go talk to her. What, what does that look like? Can you take us through that? Um, say that again. I'm sorry. Yeah. If somebody, if somebody's like, I'm interested in this manifesting thing that mm -hmm. I heard on the podcast, mm -hmm. I'm going to, they're going to sign up with you. What does that look like? How does that work? 
So generally we do eight weeks to start. Okay. And we do a, for the most part, depending on your energy, and we're going to do like a little energy test and vibrational test, what your life path number is. Um, so you're going to test people to find out where they are mm-hmm. for you to be able to help them to get to wherever they need to be kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we'll do one of two courses, um, where we every day have a check-in, but you're going to be doing probably alignment exposed. And then once a week we have a one hour zoom call and every day you're doing worksheets and, um, you're doing activities and you're doing practices and modalities through all these different ways. So first we identify where you might have limiting blocks and then we work on removing them and just um, annihilating them from your energetic field. And then we work on figuring out exactly who you are, where you need to be and how we get you there. And like you, you're a life path eight. So once you connect to it, you're literally a money making machine. Like you, my whole family is laughing. (laughs) I'm just saying (laughs) my father who's in heaven, he's laughing. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Ah, exactly. So, um, being that you're all eights, are you all pretty secure financially? So, well, no, my daughter and I are eights, but everybody else is laughing at me because I'm horrible with money. Um, I, I'd say we, I, I think we're secure. Like, I feel like I could buy gas tomorrow. I've been in situations right. where I didn't feel secure for sure. And, mm-hmm. you know, recently too. I mean, it's not like I've been secure all the time. I mean, I guess, well, I have it, but I choose not to know that, I guess. But yeah, because you're in your low eight, low eights are terrible with money. Um, <laughs> it's always a struggle. And then when they get in their alignment, it's like, huh. Uh, she <laughs> like flipped her hair. No one yeah. can see you flip your hair, but I'm going to share that she just flipped her hair when she said, huh. Okay. <laughs> you know, you'll, if you get in your alignment, you'll more than likely be do phenomenal with this book. Um, and more importantly, your finances will be secure forever. Um, and you'll help a lot of people and energetically, if you can help a lot of people, the universe will always make sure you're taken care of. Mm -hmm. The universe will always keep you protected. The universe is like, well, like we're going to make sure you think you're a success financially, but we're going to make sure energetically that there's no more bumps in the road for you. The rest of this trip is smooth sailing because you have signed up to be in this energetic vibration. So we, we have daily practices and modalities that you learn and that you do, and you have to screenshot or send me a photo every single day. So, um, then we have a one hour zoom. And then during the six weeks, most people real, we really understand where they're going. And then the last two weeks we create daily practices and weekly practices and monthly things that you will do for the rest of your life. So you never go back to this side and you always stay on this side. You know, you're never going into the negative. You're always going into the positive. You're rewiring um, how you think, right? Basically. You're rewiring everything and you're, and, and, and some practices and modalities don't work. You can't, I can't just say, go take my course. Um, although a lot of people will just sign up for the digital course and expect you to navigate it by yourself. I think by communicating every single day and understanding this every single day, we will eliminate things that work 
and don't work for you. So that way you're like, uh-uh, I'm not going down that path. I already know crystals are not for me, <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Okay. Or, or um, sound baths are my jam, you know? Mm -hmm. um, because we're all vibrating differently. And an eight vibration is very different than a nine. And a nine is very different than a one. And, um, you know, a one usually makes money very easily because they're like a baby soul. And they're just like, everything's possible. I can do anything, you know, da, 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 da. Um, and, and their energy is much different. Their angels are really powerful, very powerful. Cause they're like, wait, wait, it's the first time soul earth's kind of sucks. Um, <laughs> earth's a teaching planet. Um, you know, it can be a very hard lesson. So we're going to protect them a little bit more. Um, so, uh, you know, oh, anyway. Funny. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Do you have like, do you have an instance um, where you've, I'm, I know you have millions, but is there somebody you can think of that went through working with you and it was like, ah, at the end? Well, you know, yeah, there was a reporter that I was friends with and um, he had given me my first break on TV and his, he, he was living paycheck to paycheck. His children worked for me and um, not financially secure at all. And I said, I, I had been offered to do a book, but I really felt like it was for him. So I told him, I was like for, I harassed him for, I want to say three or four months. I was like, you have to do this. You have to do this. You have to do this. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Finally, excuse me. Finally, um, he agreed to do it. He's like, all right, Michelle, I'm going to do this. You're bugging me. And I'm like, this is for you. This is for you. They brought it to me to bring to you. And within 90 days, about 60 days, he was able to leave the TV station, uh, do a book tour, and then started his own agency, which he was grossing two to $300,000 a month in um, within the first six months. Wow. And he's a life path eight. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So, uh, and, and, and I don't think that money is important. I think it's right. happiness and joy and, and, and feeling like you are really, truly vibrating in where you're supposed to be. You don't feel like you're guessing anymore. You don't feel like, you know, the worst thing is to wonder because mm. mm -hmm. you're always going to feel like you left something behind. Um, and that's what I don't want. I don't want people to be on their deathbed and think like, I wonder if I should have, I want you to be dying or on your deathbed going, Oh no, I don't get one more minute. I wanted another minute, you know? And I meet people all the time that are like, yeah, okay. Like oh, I'm going to do this. Ho hum, ho hum. And they're not excited. Like they're not excited that the coffee tastes delicious this morning. Yeah. And I don't want to be too Pollyanna. But the truth is, is that when you're in this vibrational energy, everything seems to smell better, taste dip better, feel better. Sex is better. Life is better. Communication is better. Food is better. Um, money is a joke. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, oh, I need $5,000. Okay. Do you really, what do you really want? A vacation? Let's send you, here's two round trip tickets to the Maldives. Oh, okay. And then here's this Airbnb having a sale there for buy one, get one free. Oh, okay. And then, mm -hmm. 
somebody volunteers to watch the dogs and next thing you know you're on that swing in the middle of the caribbean water going wasn't i just thinking about this yesterday so i don't want people to live in their fear and their doubt and their lack and their limits i want people to almost not want to go to sleep because life is so powerful and so wonderful and so amazing that they don't want to miss one single minute. And that's what I truly want for everybody. Is that your end game in this? Yeah. Freedom, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. because I, I realized that as quickly as money will go, it'll come back. And that's not the truth of the life. It's just a part of the energy field. So if we can find your vibrational point of attraction, then you're always going to be vibrating high. And when you're vibrating high, you're going to let somebody in on traffic. You're not going to bitch about somebody having 10 items in the basket when it's a line of eight. You're not going to be frustrated that your daughter hasn't texted you. You know why? Because you're vibrating so high. She's constantly wanting to be around you. You're no longer the Karen of your life. You know, right. you're, vib you're vibrating so high. People always want to be around you. Yeah. You know, people are magnets. They're like, oh my gosh, you know, we love how we feel when we talk to her. We love how we feel when we're around her. Because when you love yourself so immensely, not in an egotistical, like, oh my God, I'm so great. No. When you love yourself so much that you won't allow negativity to be a part of what your vortex of abundance is, you start to gravitate towards this higher vibrational plane where when somebody comes at you with some negativity, you see it as their pain, right. their suffering, you know, right. mm -hmm. and you don't, you're not offended that they just called you a fat ass asshole, whatever. Like I told that story about Walmart in one of the podcasts. I think you, I don't know if you remember that. And, uh, that lady, you know, she was parked next to me and, and instead of all the people in the parking lot and I wouldn't stop. Right. And she broke down, apologized and cried and her life changed. So God will use you. God will use you when you're on your path to help the souls that needed your help. And when you were in this lower vibration, worried about everything, not having fun, not enjoying this life, then they can't bring you. You're not of any good use because you're only going to bring them down. You're only going to be oh, more. Such a good point. Yes, that's such a good point. Yeah. The idea is how many people can you touch in a day and bring happiness to? Yeah. yeah and that's why I love, I love looking at the lips and numbers, even though they're probably not accurate. Cause I think, man, all those people listen to the podcast today and their lives energetically are changing and energetically something is going to shift and somehow some way their life is getting better. Yeah. And, and, and it's my greatest joy on earth to get those DMS, you know, of people over, over, overwhelming me. If you go look at my reviews mm -hmm. and you read what people write, I get, <laughs> I get so choked up. Yeah. I read one today. I try not to read them on Monday. Um, because it's like, I want to reach out to them, but you don't know who they are, you know? And one person today, you know, about her dad dying and all this other kind of stuff. I just, I just think like, I'm so, so happy to know that my 
my teachings and my word and my energy is something that's bringing you joy um, and bringing you relief and helping you release all these things that are low vibrational in you because oh my gosh you're you're tearing up your tears are just flowing down your face you are you are the, the real deal girl it's very hard because you know that that what that feels like and you don't want that for anybody and when you when you're able to be so aligned that you can help others it's like you win the lottery all day long every right single, you know how do you stay how do you stay focused how do you stay moving in that direction i mean everybody's got bad days you say it right on the podcast you say yeah there's days when i'm like tired and i don't want to do this or do that how what keeps you going well first i start off every day with a gratitude journal okay um and then right when i wake up i literally do this i don't just say it i do it i take the pillow i have a like a, a pretty pillow that i don't use of it because i'm single <laughs> So it's on this side right here. Um, and I take that pillow and I put it down on the floor before I get up and I just get on my knees. And I say, God, please, please, please allow me to serve one soul today. And then I grab my gratitude journal and I write in it. And I just find I can just do a whole day on being grateful that I have hair, that I can see, that I have teeth that I can eat, that I can hear, that I can write. And there's going to be bad stuff that happens all the time. And you can't appreciate the good unless you experience the bad. Totally. You know, it's the, it's the diversity that you see. And so now when something comes to me negative, I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to learn here? I'm not going to get mad. Um, you know, for instance, I did this on Instagram. And if you're on Instagram, please follow me. You'll love it. Um, I'm always giving little jewels and doing videos and What's stuff the like handle that. for those of us who are less than tech savvy. <laughs> How do we find you? Michelle J. Lamont. Just easy, easy peasy. Okay. Uh, just like my website, just like my podcast. Um, if you put that into any kind of search or Google, I'll show up. Um, but I was, um, I, my, I woke up and my Wi-Fi didn't work. Nothing mm -hmm. was being connected. So I called the cable company and they're like, oh yeah, you're disconnected. Okay. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, non-payment. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So I had switched, taken off like HBO and stuff like that. And cause Netflix or whatever that service was cheaper. So I just switched my service and they did it as a disconnect. <laughs> and I had coaching clients. I had an interview. I had, you know, everything you need Wi-Fi for. And I can't go to a Starbucks and do these kinds of things. People, no, I can't have a not. No way. And so People I called be them. You like crazy. Yeah. So I called them and they were like, oh, you have to pay this deposit. And they're being so rude. And this lady was being really, you know, short with me. Like, uh, she was like, well, you should have paid your bill. Ugh. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I, she's like, well, it says here that you owe six dollars. <laughs> you, well, you, I had an auto pay. You canceled it. I switched my auto pay to the new amount, and I, you know, so the frustration was building, and I could feel myself getting angry at her, and I could hear her almost enjoying putting me down and making me feel bad because she she loved this part of her job. 
So I switched the flip, you know, I flipped the script and I started being really nice to her and asking her about her life. Mm. And, um, then she told me about her dog and, um, then she really turned around and it was about two hours with her on the phone. Oh my and gosh. The next day I get a check for $10,000. Um, she sends me a message saying that she has refunded me my deposit. And instead of five days, they were coming out that day to turn my uh, Wi-Fi on. So it shows you that you can come at this in one direction and be right. If I wanted to be right, I could have been right. Here's my chase statement. Here's this. Here's my work order. Here's this. Here's my phone calls. Or I could just say, she's in pain. Mm -hmm. Somebody is not, somebody's disrespected her. Somebody's made her feel insignificant. Somebody's made her feel small. Somebody has hurt her and I'm not going to cause her more pain just because I'm right. Just because I can prove it. I'm going to switch this and I'm going to move to a higher vibration and send her love. And during the call, I just put my hand on my heart and I visualized myself healing her. And then her little dog barked and I said, Oh, what kind of dog do you have? And then she told me, and I was like, okay, I'm going to send energy to the dog to stop barking. <laughs> and then the dog stopped barking. And, and she was like, oh, wow, it's weird. My dog, but this time of day, he always goes nuts. He's just being so calm. And I was like, mm -hmm. uh, and, and so when I sent love in place of anger, frustration, or hate, the universe is like, very good, Miss Michelle. Here's the $100 back for the deposit. We're going to turn your Wi-Fi on tomorrow. And I had been needing an insurance check since October. Never heard, kept getting the run around, run around, run around. The next day I posted on Instagram on my stories, FedEx rings my doorbell. I'm like, what is this? Like a, a lawsuit or something? You know, it's just a really thin envelope. I'm like, oh, what do I do? And I open it and it's a check for $9,999 for my insurance company. And then they said they, then the lady from Frontier called and said that I refunded the money. And then she left a message saying, was I going to be home that they, instead of the five days, I was going to right there, get my Wi-Fi connected that day. Yeah. So, um, I could feel myself getting short and getting angry and getting frustrated because I was right. But energetically, the universe needed me to help her. Mm-hmm. And then she messaged me on Instagram and said she was listening to my podcast. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed I, 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 I go into situations that may be sticky and before I would have been like oh, the right, the wrong thing. Right. And now it's just like, wow, how can I, how can I make this situation better? How can I make that person happier? How can I be that person that just shares the truth? and makes people stop for a minute and think. And also to add to that, why am I with this person? Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Why right. am I here right now? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you don't think about yourself, right. And you say, well, I know their angels and their guides know I'm a high vibrational being. So how am I going to honor that? Am I going to go back to this low frequency where I don't vibrate or am I going to be in agreement that your angels and her angels knew I would help? Hmm. 
And so I say, how may I serve? That's right. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. And what no, are all the ways you. people can get you? How, how, how? Um, they can go to my website, michellejlamont.com. They can go to my Instagram. Uh, they can email me at info at michellejlamont, sign up for my newsletter, and I'll email them my book for free. Um, they can set up a call for free. We can have a conversation. And then they can go to any platform where they can find a podcast and start subscribing and listening today. I suggest you do that people. <laughs> I, I truly do. This is not, and it's not like, don't listen to my, don't listen to hers. Just listen to mine. No, it's not about that. It's about how can we all serve each other and raise the vibrate vibration of everyone and raise us Correct. all up for the whole world. And, um, we could talk forever. I'm going to be working with Michelle. So, you know, I'm the guinea pig <laughs> and I'm happy to do it. And, um, I'm very excited so we will have more conversations with Michelle and I thank you so much for your time. I am so honored and I feel so blessed and I have like little goosebumps and thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable. And oh, and the name of the podcast, I don't think we ever said it. It's manifesting miracles with Michelle J. Lamont. You're right. We didn't say it. I'm so sorry. I should have said okay. it. It's right on my, well, I can't, nobody will see my phone. So. <laughs> I'm not going to hold it Manifesting up right now. Manifesting Michelle J. Lamont. Let's get started. Let's get started. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really. Thank you. And until next time, breathe in your second wind. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think, and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.